Man, I have been waiting for months to sit and review Deadpool 3. I'm just <laughs> over the moon. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought Taika Waititi was, was an odd choice for Deadpool. Maybe actually would have been a good director for Deadpool. Hmm. Um, hmm. But yeah, pumped, man. Deadpool 3. I think I think we're no we we're doing the other other new Ryan Reynolds movie. Ah, uh, proposal two. I thought that was a. <laughs> you know, we kind of said everything that we needed to say in the first one. What? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know where we could go with proposal two. Like, uh, no. is it the same two? No. Is it their kids? Is it uh, a renuptial? Green like- Lantern. Green Lantern the prequel. Um, <laughs> You know, before he, before, there's no powers. He doesn't, he doesn't have a ring. He's not, he doesn't have, he's not a Green Lantern at all. He's just a guy. He's Hmm. just, he's just like an everyday, you know, Hmm. this is Hal Jordan before he became a superhero. (laughs) Well, none of those we will be reviewing. Oh. (laughs) Well, if you want to take it from here. (laughs) We are reviewing Free Guy. Free Guy, the 2021 Ryan Reynolds film. Yeah. 2021? Well, I could have swore. It, I think it was postponed. This game, came out, or this game, this movie. I could have swore this movie came out forever ago. <laughs> like, I saw, I think I saw a trailer for it in 2019. Yeah, I think it was like many films postponed. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. But welcome. Welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. Um, I'm Peter, and the other Ryan Reynolds film reference dropping host is... What's your name again? I thought you were going to compare me to Ryan Reynolds there, and I was... uh, (laughs) What? Pretty flattered. I mean... I thought you were going to say Ryan Reynolds-esque. Oh! Yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, okay, so here, let me just... Let's break it down. First and foremost, we, we went through, welcome everyone, thank you for joining us, but let me break this down. So we've got, um, while I Google a couple things, Ryan Reynolds, so you're both Canadian. Yeah. Um, so you got that going for you. We both own a gin company. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you surprised um, about me or him? <laughs> obviously him. Okay. Um, I'm, I think he's taller than you. Uh, yeah, that, that is a common misconception. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Um, you, you do both have kind of a, I don't even know how to put my finger on it, but you have a similar sense of humor, like a very, uh, laugh out loud. Sometimes like, Ooh, I'm a little uncomfortable or just like in your face kind of humor. You know what I mean? How, I don't even know how. How to describe it. You've got similar esque humor humor skills. Um I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. <laughs> there it is. Um Okay, so I said the humor you've got, the Canadian aspect you've got, you're not the same height. I don't think you're both married to Blake Lively. S- 
So, uh, no, hmm. and that's tragic. It's tragic it didn't work out for them. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know how much more, I think that's all I can stretch it to. I think I can just say, you're both Canadian, yeah. and you both have a similar sense of humor. Yeah, agreed. Thank you. Oh, well, hmm. Were you ever married to Scarlett Johansson? Uh, no, was he? Apparently, from 2008 till 2011, that is the news to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just verifying that right now on the uh, the official official website for these types of things. Wikipedia. On Wiki, it's that where you are too. Yeah. Scar Joe. Scar J. Nate who got divorced. Yeah. Hmm. Divorced, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Do you have trivia about this film? Sir? So yeah. So we're reviewing. Uh, it's kind of a new release. It was in the theaters. Let's see, about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. Um, but it's more recently available to at home viewing in the last. I'm not sure. Insert blank days, maybe a week or two. Um, but free guy, I do have a trivia question. Um. I'm going to pre... A bit of preamble trivia. Just I'm going to mention a couple things. Apparently, Dwayne The Rock Johnson voiced one of the robbers, uh, which I wouldn't have noticed. And in hindsight, I can picture it in my head, but for all I know, it could be could be any of the robbers for... Don't, don't remember one specifically. Um, the other... This I found interesting. I liked The Truman Show. We just reviewed it couple weeks ago now at this point and there was the scene where a guy um ryan reynolds character discovers the edge of the game and he's at a perimeter at the edge of the game where there's water and i was i just got so many vibes back to the truman show i'm like whoa this is like the truman show and then i read a few kind of fan-made trivia questions or trivia tidbits and People were saying, like, yeah, this is such a clear reference to the Truman Show, where Truman also discovers the edge of his reality, and they have to cross it. And I I just got some vibes from it. I think it's recency bias, just because we just watched the film a few weeks ago. If we hadn't, I probably wouldn't have been so aware of it. But I thought that was interesting. My question for you, though. One question. You mentioned... Um, actually, no, I guess we'll, we'll get to Taika soon enough. Um, but can you name a prior connection between director Sean Levy, who was the director of this film, and actor Joe Keery, the actor who plays Keys, the programmer? Well, the only thing that I know Joe Keery from is Stranger Things. Sure. Um, and so I'm... I, I have no choice but to venture a guess that maybe the... What the noise was that? I have no... Um, <laughs> I have no... I have no choice but to wager a guess that, that the director of this maybe also directed um, an episode or two of Stranger Things. That's mm. it. That's how, that's all I can say. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's it is exactly. That, is that is that a new applause track? Not a new applause track. 
just the same one just i i have no it, sound, it, it sounds better than normal huh yeah i mean i think the audience was extra pumped about your answer this time so i think they're just more into it that, that could be that could be yeah <laughs> yeah i was surprised by that i i looked into the stranger things episodes and i just at a glance it was about 80 percent were directed by is it the dufferin brothers or i forget how to pronounce their names from stranger things so uh i just assumed they directed all their episodes but actually sean levy uh directed a handful in the various seasons so um beyond that i wasn't too familiar with sean levy till i did some digging and obviously i've little familiar with Stranger Things and uh, had seen Free Guy and bada bing bada boom. Huh. Also, one last thing before we get into it is a little trivia comment. Um, little, I put a little heart emoji next to it uh, in my notes for the notepad. Uh, Alec, Alex, sorry, Alex Trebek made uh, a cameo for this film. Yeah. And it was his final uh, film cameo, sadly. I was, uh, so I saw this movie in the theater Oh, and I was, uh, yeah, it was sad. It was mm-hmm. sad for me. It was, it was, it was very bittersweet. Sure. It was beautiful to see him up there. I was never a big, uh, was it Jeopardy? Yeah. 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 I was never a big <sighs> Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Who's the Wheel of Fortune guy? Oh, Pat. Is it like Pat something, Pat Sajak okay. or? Right. And then Bob yeah. Barker was Price is Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now skinny, less funny Drew Carey. Um, <laughs> but I was never a, a big, I was never a big Jeopardy person. Sure. Um, but everything that happened there was certainly tragic. And mm. I think it was so poetic and beautiful. Um. I, you know, he did the show pretty much right through mm-hmm. to the end. Yeah. And and he yeah. just had such a love for it and stuff. So anyway, seeing mm-hmm. him there, it was a very nice touch. It's it's such a unusual circumstance, right? Because the same thing happens when we see actors that we care for because of their roles and they're no longer with us. So I'm thinking, um, you know, the actor who plays Snape. Oh, my goodness. Why is his name escaping me? Uh, Alan Rickman. Sorry. Alan Rickman. I literally don't know how that happened. But, you know, actors, you know, it's just a weird human experience because obviously as human beings, we never met them. We never had shared experiences with them. But just roles that they had in fiction or in the case of Alex Trebek, just, uh, uh, you know, a trivia television show, just it, it, they they still somewhat kind of have a place in our heart for all the time that we shared with them or the memories we shared with them in a way it's it regardless any any time it's a circumstance viewing someone like that you you initially smile because it's the person but then you end up with a little bit of a sad sad takeaway from it just because you you remember that they're no longer with us except i had met alan rickman so did <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. It's not yes. a trivia question. Okay. Who was he more hard on? Like, who was he more of a dick to? Harry Potter or you? Um. Well, you see, I bathed his chihuahua weekly. <laughs> and so he knew, you know, I think there's a level of respect there that you right. can't. Yep. No, that, that adds yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, free guy. Free guy. 
Yeah. So you, without knowing that we were going to review it necessarily, you kind of teased at this a little bit um, last week in the What You Watch section, because you saw this in theaters. I did. Yeah, I wanted to go see it kind of on a whim. I didn't think... I didn't think that I was going to end up seeing it in the theater. I knew it was mm. a movie. I don't yeah, there sure. was there was no immediate though. I was like, you know what, if I don't if I don't get to see this in the theater, then I don't see it in the theater and I think I think that'll be okay. Um and then there was just a weekend, there was a Friday night. And you know, you, you know. And mm. um <laughs> you know, you know Friday. <laughs> where's the, wait, been, where's the story going? been around on a friday night and um and yeah and uh, uh, you know there was a i was sort of invited to a collective theater outing uh and that was the movie that you know the most people could nice. yep. could sort of agree on so that is what we watched mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i have to admit when i first saw the trailer and when I think you mentioned before you even saw it, just things about it to me, just personally outside of the podcast. And I have to admit, I wasn't, I, I wasn't opposed to this film, but I really just didn't have a yearning to see it. I was, you know, it was just kind of a thing there for me. And then, you know, in the last week or so, um, my, my wife was like, you know, I'm interested to see this. And you did sing some, you know, relatively high praises for it, for what it was. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Let's, let's give it a go. Let's give it a try. And um, I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised. I think I it w- it held up higher than I was expecting, to be honest. I, um, I, I was a little worried it would be one of those films that you watch, and after 15 or 20 minutes, you think, hmm, did this premise really need to be a motion picture? Or, you know... Would it have better been served as a short skit on Saturday Night Live or a short YouTube video versus a whole feature film? And I, I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised I was wrong. That was not the case. Um, I think I was I was surprised with how, how much of a character-driven story it really was outside of Ryan Reynolds. I feel like that wasn't shown to me in the trailers and i think that was a benefit to it as far as just adding dimensions to the film and reasons to get involved emotionally um so i I think i was pleasantly surprised that's good uh i'm gonna talk some numbers with you here because you you know (laughs) go ahead something i typically do after your trivia but thank you for the monologue um (laughs) You know, I fall. I think I fall in the same. I definitely fell in the same band mm. camp. Uh, you know that one time uh, that mm. you that you did. I was like, ah, you know, of the Ryan Reynolds movies I've seen, I don't know. Like yeah. w- when I watched the trailer, I was like, I, I, I don't know. It's not Deadpool. <laughs> there were no outrageous moments in the trailer that really made me laugh super hard. Mm. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, you know, I'll see it. I'll see it when I see it. I'll see it when it comes out. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stress it. And, mm-hmm. uh, no. And I, you know, and then went and was also very, very genuinely surprised. 
actually of of the because the trailer just gives you um i don't know the trailer just gives you fluff it just gives yes. you action energy some comedy um but nothing really of substance no and um so you know it was nice it was nice. It was it was nice having something a little more on the bones to kind of chew on. Yep. Yeah. So made me happy. Um, numbers. Let's talk some numbers here. So hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Maters of the rotten. Uh, <laughs> care to venture a guess? Audience score. Um, you know, I'm going to say people enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a 80%. And this is, this is, this is critics, right? Oh, critics sorry, sorry, tomato, critics. tomato meter. I'll go, okay, I'll, st- hmm. I'll go 70, 70%. Oh, okay. Well, the answer is 80. So you should have, Dang it. you should have, I was like, when you said that, I was like, ah, damn it. He's, he looked it up. <laughs> but no, seriously, you didn't, you didn't know? No, 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 no. Okay. Audience score. I'm going to go with 80 again. 94. Oh, wow. People are adoring this movie. Uh, and you know what? I think rightfully so. I think, yeah. you know, um, it, the movie had a budget of $125 million, um, hmm. which is a lot of cookies. And to date, worldwide, mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. grossed 324 million dollars uh, oh wow so it's doing well it's you know it's a profitable film um if i can if i can say i think both numbers suppress me i think for just for no specific reason about the production value i just that's higher than i if i if you had asked me a trivia question about how much it cost i would i thought it would have been below 100 but i have nothing to base that off in this particular right. film and i'm also surprised that the actual gross uh, income it's brought in is so high so fast yeah um so opening weekend domestically domestically opening weekend it did 28 million which is not shabby okay. considering okay. it's a comedy yeah considering it's uh a i don't i don't everyone says post pandemic and i'm like what world are you living in i still can't go lick a railing of a <laughs> public like you know but in in a in a world that's been affected by covid restrictions like like you know drastically reduced theater capacity um and sort of i think just an overall anxiety to go out and watch movies Mm -hmm. um yeah so 28 million is not bad at all um and even this past weekend uh so that was it opened it opened august 13th hmm. and this past weekend on october 3rd um the october 1st to 3rd weekend it it pulled in another 200 2.2 million so it's still Dang. it's still trucking along yeah it's still bringing in still bringing in a good chunk of change so hmm uh all that 
to say the movie's doing really well. It's doing really well. It's made money. Um, the fans are liking it. And I think I think the film's had a lot of really good word of mouth. I think people aren't people aren't sitting down to watch this movie and expecting to get the substance that they're getting. Mm, but I think they yes. are getting substance and I think that they're sharing that substance. I think that's turning into hmm. to good word of mouth for it. Yep. No, that's fair. So, um tell me your tell me your experience with this. Well, like I said, I I think I was surprised. Um, so I think I went in with low expectations, came out with, um, I was very pleased with, with what, what it did and the time that it had. I think, I think we can get into the nitty gritty of the film further if we, as the conversation goes on. The two things that I kind of want to break down with you. Because these are the most burning things that come to mind when I when when the end credits rolled, and I'm being quite honest. Revolve around Ryan Reynolds, and so I sat and I enjoyed this film. It had the the heartwarming moments. I loved his, his relationship with his best friend. I loved the uh, character driven stories of the outside video game world that really drove things along, and the connection between two worlds as far as our characters were concerned laughed a lot had some fun action sequences this film did more than i was expecting it to do but the questions it raised for me are specifically ryan reynolds centric so i think the one thing that it did for me was remind me how talented of an actor he is because there were different scenes where I was just impressed with his facial gestures. Just one mere talent of his that I kind of honed in on at one part of this film was there was the, uh, there was like a, not a montage, but there was a musical sequence where it was like the Carpenters, I think it is, play your own kind of music starts playing in an action sequence. And he's watching um, who he thinks is this romantic interest fighting and he just makes all these facial gestures of like being impressed being scared and all these just different comedic things that in reality are just an actor having a camera pointed at him and he's acting with his face and i i was impressed with that i thought it was a great sequence and throughout the whole film i thought it showed ryan reynolds range of you know funny snappy quick at you humor some heartfelt stuff some some various range of emotional complexities as an actor. So the first one thing that I came away with was appreciation, appreciation for Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. But the other thing that I came away with was a bit of a questioning and I don't know where I stand with this and I'm wanting to more just have a dialogue with you and break it down. I, I was going, Hey, yeah, this was a fun film. I don't think it's in a top, five of ryan reynolds by any means or top three but you know it was what it was and then i started scrolling through his filmography and i went i and this is definitely my personal bias coming through i am not that familiar with a lot of ryan reynolds films and 
I don't know if I mean this as a critique or not. I don't know if it me I mean this is just an ignorance of mine. But when I'm scrolling through all these films, I'm just wondering like I don't know where I stand with this film being a top five. I I I can't definitively say it's not in his top five just because there's not a lot of films that I think are incredibly great that are in his filmography that rule this out from being in the top five for his. And I'm just wondering where you, where you stand on Ryan Reynolds, his top five, and me saying that. And wh- where you, what do you think about me being so questioning walking away from this film, from his body of work? Sure. Well, I just pulled up his IMDb, and I'm taking a look at it. Because, um... mm. I mean, when I think Ryan Reynolds, he's so on the Hollywood scene as far as interviews, jokes, like he's very present in social media and just things that are gobbled up by viewers. So I'm just wondering, I guess the question that I'm posing is, is he in a lot of good films or is he just a good actor who's also outside of the film scene, very visceral and very entertaining and watchable and, and just kind of an all around talent? Um, okay. Well, so I definitely think, uh, I think it's a bit of both. Okay. Um, so he starts his acting career when he's 15. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of kind of nobody really knows stuff here. Unless you, <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you've seen one of these movies or you've seen no, one of these no, shows. No. He does an episode of the X-Files. He does an episode oh, of really? Sabrina. The, <clears throat> excuse me. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sure. Um, the first real thing that I can see here that is like, a, a, okay, yes, Ryan Reynolds is in 2002 when he does Van Wilder. Mm, okay. Um, do, 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 do. Then 2005, he was in the Amityville Horror remake. It's not hmm. very good. I was going to say, you know, I'm a little disappointed you said that because you know me, I'm not a huge horror, scary film flick, but honestly, if it had been halfway decent with Ryan Reynolds in it, I probably would have still watched it. Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Um, <laughs> 2009, he's Wade Wilson in the X-Men Origins Wolverine. Then 2009 mm. is also the proposal year. So proposals definitely up there. Green Lantern, yeah. The change up. Uh, Turbo, he voiced Turbo in Turbo. Hmm. Um, he's in the Crudes. Ironically, hmm. there's a character named Guy. Uh, R.I.P.D., <laughs> which is a horrible Ryan Reynolds, Jeff Bridges film. I never would watch that. I have to admit. Uh, and then Deadpool. Right. And Deadpool video shorts and Deadpool YouTube videos and Deadpool this, that, and the other thing. Um, and then, you know, like really what it is, is it, it, it's, it's, you know, and then Detective Pikachu, which was actually much better than I thought it was going to be. When I scroll past Detective Pikachu, I look at it and go, not my favorite film. I don't know if I'd even feel the need to see it again, but it's definitely 
interesting and he obviously plays a pivotal role in it being interesting for sure you know what i'm looking at and he's he's in uh they're doing clue they're doing a clue movie oh baby um and the only two people cast right now are him and jason bateman Hmm. and i am okay i am i am ready for that but um you know I think it's most... Oh, Buried. He was in Buried. Yes. Is, yeah. That's a good performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think for the most part, it's all Deadpool. It's Deadpool and it's internet feuds with Hugh Jackman and it's posts to his own Facebook page uh, or YouTube mm. channel about Aviation Gin and Mint Mobile and just all the various companies that he has. And uh, and I think he's just super charismatic and mm, yeah. fun. And, and, you know, we love him. We love him in movies and we love him in things like that. But we also love him almost equally as much as, uh, as just a personality. Hmm. You know, I think you're right. Yeah, because because I'm looking. So I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. I I've seen it and I appreciate it how unique it is compared to other comic book films. And again, it's quite driven by Ryan Reynolds and his own unique way that he can bring a superhero to life in a, such a odd odd way compared to the 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 norm. But I'm looking at these films, and I, you know, I'm there for the proposal. Love it. Thought he he's in a great role and film in Woman in Gold. Um, I watched a film from 2014 that was incredibly contrast to a lot of Ryan Reynolds' work called The Captive from 2014, where I think he's uh, the father of a, a a young girl who's kidnapped from the back of his car. And from what I remember, it was a captivating performance. You've got the change up, so you got a lot of funny things going on and buried specifically you mentioned just yeah literally a film for 90 minutes with ryan reynolds in a box yeah like it's the very very it's it's kind of like what i was talking about with facial acting and about appreciating an actor just exercising his form except that for 90 minutes and in a more somber tone so i guess my point is i've got there's some there's some there's some gems in there but there's also a lot of sludge and crap and i think I think you. I think you've answered my question, or at least I've articulated how I feel. That yeah, there's some gems. Yeah, there's some crap. But I think just overall, he is very present and entertaining and outside his film work. And I think you know you. A lot of people hold him in high esteem, and I don't think I judge you or judge them any more or any less after watching this list of films going, ah, is he really good enough to be this high on people's lists? Because there's, you know, there's a couple good films, but it's not like, uh, you know, a list of just amazing perform, you know, amazing films. But I, I think I'm okay with it, if that makes sense. I think, I think he's just a unique anomaly where he's, he's got his film side and his life side and they kind of meet and they're kind of similar, and it gives them a, a unique platform that not all other actors lean into as much, or their personalities would allow them to lean into as much. 
Well, and he's also he's also super self-aware when you know, I, I He's super self-aware when he makes a film that is crap, and he, he'll be the first one to make fun of it. <laughs> okay, sure. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, um, Green Lantern has been a never-ending <laughs> running gag. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever saw Green Lantern. I did. I, You know, actually, listen, I don't remember much about it, so I can't argue or defend it in any way. But there was a funny line in it where I think he had a one night stand and he's leaving the girl and he's like, oh, um, I got to go. Um, but there's water on the tap. Yeah, gotta yeah, go. yeah, Bye. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he actually he actually references it in Deadpool. <laughs> oh, really? There's um, there's a line when he's the first wheeling him into the t- testing facility and they're going to give him his powers. Hmm. And he's yelling back to them. He's like, please just, please don't make the super suit green or animated. <laughs> um, stuff like that. And then there was an interview I watched for Free Guy for this movie with oh, wow. Taika and Ryan. And they were talking oh. about, they were really, really, who Taika is, of course, in Green Lantern as as Ryan's good friend. Ah. Yeah, and um, okay. but they okay. were re- in this interview. They were really leaning into how nice it is to finally be working together for the first time because they have never done a film <laughs> together before, <laughs> and you know, so it's it's just it's fun stuff like that. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, you know what? So let's talk about you know let's talk about the substance. We say there's substance. Let's 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 yeah. lay into that. Um, sure. You know, so there's this whole there's this whole plot that I didn't get from any of the trailers that I watched, which was mm-hmm. the stolen code um romance between you know, two of our main characters, uh the coders, the the, the real life coder yeah. people, the young yeah. the young the young fools in love. Um <sighs> And that wasn't that wasn't in it. Um that wasn't in the trailers. And so No. To get that and and you know, you watch the trailer and you think, oh well, you know, it's all just about this guy who's a video game character who is no longer a video game character, or like you know, discovers that he's a video game character, and you're like, ah okay. I could see how you could make that funny for about twenty minutes, but then that's gonna get old. Like Yeah. That's yeah. a very tiring thing. But then there's peril that they introduce and there's the romance and and there's like high stakes and there's it's just sort of this fun fantastical mystery to it and 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 like seriously some peril. Like when you know, it's kind of heart-wrenching when what we realize what you know is on the line here is that he the all these characters are going to be gone and you f- hmm. you feel yourself feeling for these characters hmm. um it, or when guy gets sort of rebooted right and he doesn't yep. remember yep and it's heart-wrenching and 
and, and I just found and I, I found that so interesting good. that that oh yeah you know that you could take this goofy Ryan Reynolds character and put us in a position where we're like this is actually it's sad it's sad that we can't you know that that we shared this almost thirteen going on thirty esque romance evening <laughs> together date. And now that's gone. And now he doesn't remember any of that. He doesn't know who, who he is. He doesn't know who these people are. He just thinks hmm. he's a banker again. Um, you know, and so I think through all that, the film asks a bunch of really great questions. They ask questions like, what does it really mean to be alive? What is the value hmm. of life? Yep. Um, and then... And then the value of love, like the fact that Guy was created sort of as a love letter to this girl, Hmm. you know, and, and the way that all came together is like why he was designed and how he was designed the way that he was and why she specifically was able to trigger his code to start you know, tr- snap him out of his, his, his predestined programming. I thought that was all really great. And and Ryan Reynolds' line at the end, when she's got she's in the game to see him one last time, or the new the new game, the new world. And he says to her, like this, you know, this can't work. This isn't I'm you know, I'm not real. Hmm. Uh, but I feel the way that I feel about you because someone created me to feel that way and, 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 or however he says it. And it's like, wow. Like, and it just hits her. It hits her like a ton of bricks that like, holy crap. I'm in love with you and, and you're amazing and you're wonderful, Mm -hmm. but you're just an extension of this other guy who's madly in love with me. And right. is right there and is, is tangible and, and yeah. you know, doesn't break any laws, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, but... Well, that's something that I think you raise a lot of good points of things that this movie brought to the table and challenged us as a viewer. And something that really kind of challenged me early on, and then obviously as the film went on, it resolves and then came, you know, came to that resolution you're just talking about where it hits her in the face. But it was this point where before we realize what Ryan, sorry, Ryan Reynolds' character guy, before we realize it's kind of a manifestation of, you know, the pro, the other programmer who programmed this, this video game and it's kind of an extension of him. Before we knew all that, it just was this peculiar question of, so why, you know, what is going on here? But more importantly, what is the significance of this computer-generated character, this NPC, um, having all similar interests to this female character and having 
kind of just uh, what seems like an actual interaction and a relationship blooming. And if all the things that go right in this film that they're hoping to go right for happen, what is this going to look like? Like where, what is going to happen here? What is even reasonable? What is appropriate? And then obviously as the story progresses and things flesh out, then we realize why Ryan's saying the things he is and it answers itself. But it was just, I think it was just an interesting storyline that kind of raised some questions for me more less philosophically i mean but more just about where's this film going or why is this happening or what's it doing and again it just adds to the depth of more depth than i thought this film was going to have yeah you know and it's everything we're saying like i feel like we could we could talk about this movie till we're blue in the face and and the answer is always going to be it gave me a lot more than i was expecting it to Sure. It, um, I think, I think if a film, if the worst fate a film can have is set up our hopes or us for to build up anticipation and not live up to it. And, it, uh, you know, if you go in with no expectation, low expectation, or just a willingness to have fun and be transported, then fun things can happen. Yeah. And I think that's what happened for me, anyways. Yeah. For sure. So, um, that's really all I can say. I mean, let's, you know, we'll talk about Chris Evans shows up. <laughs> yes. In an incredible, just oh. like, just packed full of of cameo 30 seconds between Star Wars. Yep. yep. And a uh, cameo, but like references, referencing other references. films. You know, musical sequences from Star Wars and Marvel that really just <laughs> make you go, oh, yeah. And when that happened, A, when the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing happened, and and there's Chris Evans, that, yeah. that was great. And then when the lightsaber thing happened, I, I tell you, I was <sighs> sitting in the movie theater and I was grinning cheek to cheek. I was mm. just like, it was so fun and absurd hmm. and it would have been nice to see maybe a little bit more of that type of thing sort sure. of in the vein of like i think this potentially if we'd gotten a little bit more of the ready player one feel hmm. where from a property standpoint anything goes sure. um i think that would have been fun but you know ultimately the film the film has its own identity and that's that's you know you can't fault it you can never fault a film for that mm-hmm. so yeah do you have anything else sir i think that's about it i think it, of note i think it was um according to the internet apparently ryan reynolds when they were filming they were relatively close proximity wise or geographically wise to evans so i guess ryan reynolds texted him saying hey you good to come over and do a cameo and evans said like i literally have like it has to be like me coming in 10 minutes and gone like it'll have to be boom boom yeah and they made it happen and you know it was literally just like a snap in the film sit him down in a coffee shop or you know whatever yeah whatever that locale is it was amazing i liked it the last thing i'll end it on uh taika ytt loved him um and i think it's not my favorite role that he's in i you know no 
it's a pretty high bar where he plays the rock figure in Thor Ragnarok, even though it's a brief role. It's just so good. At this role, they they had to kind of for comedic purposes write very a very one-dimensional jackass, and he played it well and in a, as funny a way as you can. Um, but good role, not my favorite uh, y, YTT role. I concur. Scale of 1 to 10, sir. 0 to 10. Depending so, on, I mean, you know, whoa. I'll, I'll leave that door open for you. <laughs> I gave this a 5.5 out of 10 huh. on my scale. It's very middle and of the road. On, and on the scale, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Right. So what is the difference? You know, so my scale, according to where I ranked it, and uh, there's the different levels of how much effort I want to put into it. This falls right into the category. If it's on a streaming site, I would absolutely watch it and say, you know, that's as much effort or, you know, payment I'd want to put into watching this film. And so that's exactly what happened. It was on Disney Plus, watched it, and I was like, great. Glad I didn't drop 30 bucks into it. Glad I didn't go to the theaters. But it's definitely worth watching. Cool. What did you give it out of 10? Uh, I gave this a 7.5. So literally, oh, wow. literally, okay. you know, as yeah. as yeah. as seventy five, as three quarters of the way there, as it can get, you know, yeah, there was, um, it was fun. It gave me a lot more than I was expecting. Um, I feel like you know, I, I sound like a broken record now, um, <laughs> but it was an absolute blast. It wasn't, it wasn't my favorite Ryan Reynolds film. Mm, okay. And yeah, I certainly could have enjoyed it more, I think. Um, but I didn't walk away from it with any specific like, ah, oh, you know, I really didn't like this or I thought that this was kind of stupid or like, you know, I didn't have yeah. that at all. Yeah. And so, yeah. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> What'd you watch this week? Uh, I watched one film. I've continued my journey on watching Leonardo DiCaprio films. I watched a film that you're not as into as I was. Uh, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the 2019 film. Um, When I watched it a couple years ago, I think I was just really cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I think that's a phrase that you've used before, and I'm going to use it again. Um, It's a good phrase. I think... (laughs) <laughs> if I was watching it back then, I don't remember what I rated it back then, but I think I was just really, like, when I watched it, I think I was just really blown away by it or really into it. And I don't think I would have given it a 10 at the time, but I think I would have given it at least a 9. I watched it. I still enjoyed it. I still think it's a really interesting film. I think it's probably in my top five Tarantino, but I I was I was a little bit more the cool kid at the party. I was like, okay, like let's let's tone it down a bit. I think I can comfortably give it an eight, and um, still still a solid Leo film, and that is what I watched. This s- week. Did you say the top five Tarantino films? Yeah. So because because it's Tarantino, literally all that means is it's in the better half of the films he's made. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually kind of true like <laughs> and actually it's literally i think it's like nine i think it's like 10 if you count 
Kill Bill is two volumes. Which he doesn't. Which he doesn't. So, yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's got one left, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the, and listen, I, I, <laughs> the more you think about it, I don't think I've seen all nine. So, really, like, saying it's top five, it's like, hey, you've seen six or seven. Yeah, there so. are four that are worse than this, for sure. <laughs> okay. Let me clarify. I think it's top three, probably top two. But. Okay. Good point. That makes good point. That makes more sense. <laughs> I think it's top ten Tarantino for sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, What'd you watch? I watched one film. I think just one film. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then and then sort of a smattering of television. Um, so the television <laughs> I've been watching, I started watching Seinfeld. No way! Yeah, I'm like four, maybe five episodes in. Uh, what, you, what drew you? What 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 made you hit play? Um, the just sort of availableness of it. Like sure. literally, the fact that it's shown up on Netflix in our region. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. I don't know. I yep. probably wouldn't have gone and sought the show out. Right. And so having it just kind of presented on a platter maybe bridged that gap a little. Um I started watching Full House. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before. And so I yeah. And okay. was surprised. What do you think? Well What do you think? I've only seen the first episode now. Yeah. And it's a first episode. Sure. So I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> oh uh you know uh the only thing i can really say i guess is i'm surprised how young the olsen twins are and that i didn't realize they were so oh, young yeah when it started sure. and then yeah, yeah and that's like a really interesting like they literally can't remember hmm. a time before being famous hmm. and that's an interesting yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about that for a bit afterwards from like a psychological hmm. standpoint. Uh, yeah, that's I actually kind of wild. really interesting. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, Friends? Yep. Still watching Friends. But the movie, sir. The movie that I watched that uh, I had not seen before. And I think... I think is a film that I probably should have seen prior to now. And I, and I'm sure other people have seen it and have, you know, and are going to say, Oh, like how, how could you not have seen that? Like what a, what a, Oh, what a, uh, 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 fundamentally life altering film. I watched into the wild. Oh, does it? Oh yeah. Have you seen it? (laughs) let me just i'm gonna get the googler out keep talking about it i want to make sure i'm commenting on the correct film the guy in the guy he goes to alaska oh yeah finds a bus i'm I'm aware of it i've scrolled past it a bunch of times on streaming sites and i've gone oh i could watch this but i won't (laughs) what did you how how does it hold up i highly recommend it oh really Oh yeah, like like eight and a half out of ten. Interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good movie. But uh, yeah, okay, so that's that's all I got there. Huh. 
That's it. That's all I watched. Sean Penn so, directed it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You should watch it. Vince Vaughn's in it. Wow. Yeah, briefly. Really? But it's uh, but- Emil Hirsch is the... Yeah. Sort of the head head honcho, which we all remember from The Girl Next Door with Alicia Cuthbert and huh. Timothy Oliphant. Well, he, also connection, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Correct. Correct. Not Sean Penn. No. <laughs> no, the... <laughs> which is too bad. <laughs> Sean Penn would have been a great addition to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm talking Emil Hirsch. He could have Emile played. Hirsch. He could have played Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. Could have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wrap it up, sir. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. Um, if you can, please rate and review us positively on the app or the, the podcast site that you're using. It really helps the show out. Uh, like, follow, subscribe on Facebook, 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 Instagram, and Twitter. Um, check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page. Um, it's ways for us to give you perks, and it's ways for you to help support the show, pay the bills, keep the lights on, uh, buy a few lumps of coal, because it's starting to get colder outside. And um, we do really appreciate that. Um, until next time. Um, Please, sir, can we have another lump for the fire? <laughs> Don't have a good day. Have a great day. <laughs> oh, it's such a good slogan. Oh.